stay sharp, stay fit, stay fed, and go. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast with your hosts, Mike Russo and... Stan Lunt. Hey, Stan, sorry I was not around last week. Uh, no worries, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, um, I totally blew my voice out a couple of weeks ago. Not good. I don't even know what I was sick with, and then one day I had no voice. I had records scheduled with you and Tiffany and somebody else I don't want to mention just yet, because if I do get this person, it will be a surprise, and I had to cancel all of them, and it really stunk. Oh, but here we are. Um, Dynamite Issue 3 came out. I feel like Issue 2, just we just did that one, I feel like. Um, but here we are with Issue 3. Um, which does not have a title, so I guess that's it. Um, I guess it's all called The Dark Flight Returns. What do you think? That seems to be the uh, way it's looking for now. I guess we're just calling these things Issue 1, Issue 2, Issue 3, Issue 4, because if they don't want to give it individual titles, there's not much else we can do. But um, before we get into this issue, uh, we have news. Um, we lost somebody else. Not related to Disney Afternoon stuff, but he was involved with DuckTales 2017. Uh, Stan, who passed on? Uh, Lance Reddick. Okay, so what was he in? So most of the world knows him best as the hotel manager from the John Wick series. But right. fans of DuckTales 2017 will know him best as the voice of General Lunaris. He was really good on DuckTales. Yeah. I actually think he was probably one of the stronger villains of that show. For sure. I, I think the um, the Moonlander story arc was probably the best one. And that season two finale was the strongest of the three, personally. Um. I don't have too much to say because I'm not too familiar with his other work, I'll be honest with you. But I, we definitely need to pay our respects when they do go. So rest in peace for sure. Um, yep. I've, I'm noticing a pretty big outcry on social media. So people did love him. Yeah. Um, obviously, he meant a lot to people. So rest in peace. Um, also, let's briefly touch on... The Disney Afternoon Adventures um, from Fantagraphics that just came out a few weeks ago. Did you get your copy? I did. Yep. Same with me. Um, I accidentally ordered two. <laughs> I accidentally <laughs> ordered two. I placed an order a week before it came out, got two in the mail, checked my account, realized I had ordered it the month before. <laughs> I got them. At the, I got both at the same time. I, I I guess I could have like resold it to someone who needed it, but I just wanted to get rid of it. So to the UPS store it went. I returned it. Ah. <laughs> but um, what do you think so far? I mean, I know you haven't read the whole thing, but what do you think so far? Well, I think it's pretty good so far. I really love the Skyraker story, which is the only one I've read in here so far, at least for this reading. I mean, obviously I've read the two Darkwing stories at one point. I think it's really great they're reprinting whole issues of Disney comic stuff. That's really fantastic. Yeah, all the colors are crisp and clean. It's definitely a very tailspin-heavy issue, 
which is great because I really think the Tailspin stories just across the board in comics issues and Disney adventures, I think they were the strongest ones. Yeah. All the Tailspin stuff in this collection is fantastic. Skyraker especially is really, really great. Um, Bobby J.G. Weiss, she clearly loved Tailspin. She did um, work on a few Darkwing stories as well. Yeah, but she wrote almost all the American Tailspin stuff. Even she, I think she even translated the stuff that wasn't written here. I'm not sure, though. But either way, she clearly loved those characters because when you read those Tailspin stories, it feels exactly like the show especially especially skyraker which could have been a two-part episode yeah um there was a few other tailspin stories that she wrote in the collection which are also good uh the darkwing stories were salad days and vogue's gallery yep uh salad days is still fine it read it plays out like a very early darkwing duck episode so that's fine yeah i believe this, uh you and i reviewed that one didn't we Yes, we did. Um, in Vogue's gallery, this was the first time I had read it. You like it a lot. I wasn't as enamored by it. I think the idea was better than the execution. Yeah. Um, but it was fine. It was a cute idea. Um, I like that this collection has two Brazilian gummy bear stories. I think Gummy Bears is an important show. I think it needs a bit more recognition. So to have two stories in the collection was really nice. The DuckTales story that was in there was okay. I uh, think you should definitely read the Rescue Ranger one, though. One, one of the better ones. Yep. So what? any other impressions about the collection? Uh, well, I'm hoping the fact that they're translating some of the stories we haven't gotten before means that they might translate the uh, French Darkwing comics we've never gotten before at some point. It'd be nice to get some outside-the-box Darkwing stuff. It really would be. Yeah. Uh, I, other than than that, uh, the DuckTales story you mentioned is notable because it essentially is the prototype of what would become Lena, I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, with Magicka's niece. Um, it's a weird story because I feel like lots of DuckTales stories were done by people who didn't really care for the show. Yeah. Uh, cause this one, we have a money bin like right in the middle of town that isn't drawn like the money bin at all. And a lot of the non-Magica stuff involved Darkwing and Launchpad racing to the rescue and not Darkwing, Scrooge, <laughs> Scrooge and Launchpad racing to the rescue in Scrooge's old Jeep, which... He doesn't own an old Jeep. <laughs> he gets everywhere he needs to go with his uh, limo. Yeah. Um, it's, an, it's an okay story, but my big recommendations are the, all the Tailspin stuff and the Rescue Ranger story. I think the Rescue Ranger story was pretty good. My What I like most about the collection that puts it over Volume 1 is a lot of space in volume one was eaten up by stuff you could have just watched on Disney plus. Yeah. The goofy movie and the justice ducks. And uh darkly dawns the duck. That wasn't, wait, printed no, that there. wasn't in there. Was You're it? thinking of the boom collection. That I am. 
Um, Hard to keep them tracked sometimes. And it's, and it's all John Blair Moore, so visually it all kind of runs together. Um, but, yeah, Volume 1 was a lot of stuff that was already existed on film. This stuff is all comic books, and I think it's stronger for it. Yeah. Um, we know we've got Volume 3 coming out in July. Do you and- already have yours ordered? No, but it's not like it's something you have to rush to pre-order. It's always going to be out there. You can still get Volume 1, and that came out two years ago. Yeah. Um, but this one's going to be Rescue Ranger heavy. Um, I have not read the Rescue Ranger story. It's reprinting. Um, so I'm looking forward to reading it. And the Darkwing stuff is the first two fluffy stories. Yeah. Um... I be- I think the third fluffy story isn't being included just kind of to save it for next time. I didn't want to go too Darkwing heavy with it. Right. Um, and I'm really curious to see if there is a volume four, which I think might be likely. I'm curious to see what show they theme it with. Which one do you think they'll go with? Uh, I would guess probably DuckTales, since that's the one that hasn't been featured on the cover of any of these yet gummy bears is a possibility it could be see i like that gummy i love getting the gummy bear stuff because they didn't make america gummy bears comics so when it's gummy bears you're guaranteed off the wall brazilian stuff which i think is cool yeah but let's see we won't know for a while yet still i bet uh nope and it was it was funny how this one had a four-page timon and pumba story um, I like when they kind of outside the box with that. I want more bonkers, but of course I would. Yeah. Um, I'm glad this. I'm glad they're still doing this though. These are cool collections. I'm I'm glad they're, I'm glad they're happening. And um, so that's it for now with that. Um, should we get into um issue three? I do believe we should. The titleless issue three. Um, you don't have any physical copies yet, do you? No, I don't. What the my heck happened, com- man? <laughs> my local comic store, for some reason, did not get issue three in. But you I- ordered it. I know. I have ordered the Morgana action figure cover from another website, so I've got that coming at least, and my comic shop is going to try and get in an issue three for me as well. But luckily, I found a website online that had issue three. Okay, well, at least you'll get it. There are other ways to read it, though, so I'm glad you were able to read it for this record. Yep. And I got covers A and B. I can't say I'm enamored by either of them. A uh, which? A is the one of him upside down in like on like a ring that you would use in a circus with uh, roses being thrown at him. Yeah. Don't love it. Um, issue... But cover B is more stylized with him on the on the um the rope ladder coming off the thunderquack. Right. Very style. It's better. It's better is what I'll say. Don't don't love it either, but it's better. I feel like their best covers are being saved for like the rarer variants. And I just yeah. feel like I kind of hinted at it last time. I feel like this is very shrewd to get people to buy lots of covers to inflate 
the sails. Yeah. It's so shrewd. Like, the launch pad Milocula cover's cool. The Goslin Morgana Drake cover on the frame with the Bushroots Vines is cool. The Morgana action figure one is cool. But if you just order issue three, you're not going to get them. You're going to have to look for them, buy multiple covers, or pay more. And it just, it's so shrewd. And it makes yeah, it, they have. I mean, they have 26 covers for this one. And I know I see someone on the, the Darkwing social media Facebook pages who are making a point to literally buy every single one. And that's why the sales for these probably look as good as they do. Yeah. I mean, look how many of issue two Will accidentally bought. <laughs> yeah. Like, like somebody at Dynamite was like, whoa, this guy loves this comic. He bought four of this issue of this one cover. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, geez. as it is, I've got like three or four for issue one. And I've got, I think at the moment I only have one for issue two, but I will eventually have more than that. Well, these two covers make it eight in terms of the first three issues for me. But I yeah. think here right now I'm sticking to just A and B. I can't imagine them doing something I would want that badly. Um, okay. So why don't we start talking about it? In fact, actually, right. we should probably just hit hit on the art first, shouldn't we? Uh, sure. Okay. So thoughts on how the art's coming along? It's getting better. You know, I see a lot less reliance on, the, you know, poses that we've seen from, from model sheets and episodes. It, it still does happen, but it's getting rarer and rarer. Thank God. Anything else before I give my thoughts? Uh, no. Okay, so the art is getting better. You are 100% correct. The model sheet and licensing art stuff is less. You notice it when it does show up, and it still does show up. Yeah, But now three issues in, I'm realizing the artist who is, please say his name again, because I'm so bad with names. Carlo Loro. I notice he is a really good artist. When he is tasked with drawing an extreme expression, like yeah. fear or anger or Darkwing getting knocked out by something, befuddlement, he's good. And a lot of his art definitely has a Disney Australia look to it when he goes out of his way. He can really push expressions. Yeah. There's some really, really good ones. Where he's struggling are neutral exp expressions and smiles. His Darkwing slash Drake smiles still need work three issues in. Yeah. But, like, for example, not to skip too far ahead, there's a two-page part of the story where Drake uses a gas gun like a proton pack. The drawings of him looking upset because of an accident he did, we'll explain what it is later, beautiful, ridiculously on model. The page before, when he's smiling when he pulls out the gas gun, horrendously off model. I just think he needs work with the smiles. Yeah. Um, uh, and he's getting there. He's getting there, but it needs more work. Another thing that is still happening, unfortunately, is Care 
was talking with their mouths closed. Not as much. It's not as not noticeable. As much. Not as noticeable now. Right. Um, side characters like Mayor Allison, I'll get to her in a moment, are drawn very well. There's a few other side characters that we haven't seen in the comic in a while or at all who are drawn really good as well. Yeah. Um, like the gardener or the guy who tells Allison about the problem. I think those designs are great. Yeah. And a few other like actual Darkwing characters we don't see a lot that show up are drawn well, too. Um, like Honker shows up late in the story. He looks fantastic. There is so much potential in the art. We just have to move past the model sheet stuff and we have to move past. We have to strengthen certain expressions. If we can yep. get there, the art can start to compensate for my other issues with these comics, which is a lot of it's story based. Um, this is a situation where we've talked before about this earlier. You like this one a lot more than we do. I do which in the last two issues, we were either close or you liked it less than I did. So right. we're a bit more divided this time. I yep. think this might be the strongest of the three issues so far. Definitely. But there's still a lot of room for improvement. So let's start, Stan. How does this one begin? So we start with a uh, gardener guy named Earl to tossing some... Uh, plants into a uh like one of those uh bags for weeds i guess you'd call it yeah and uh, the vine he just plucked out regrows which he thinks is odd and something attacks him yep well we know what this is oh yeah but Al they don't unless you've it. never seen anything darkwing before you know who our villain's gonna be who, spoiler alert, doesn't actually appear in this comic. Right. So, um, because, again, this is actually a two-part story. The, for the yep. first time, we actually have a to-be-continued when this one ends. Okay, um, so I'll take it from here in the next, in the next section. Um, this is, this is one, of the, one of the parts that bother me. Um, they're really pushing Mayor Owlson. Like, they really want her to be an ongoing character. I don't understand why she's here still. She belongs in DuckTales 2017. And I feel like the pushing her as a character has totally replaced Shush. Because somebody, I don't know who this guy is, um, comes into her office, mentions the disappearing gardeners. And uh, the guy's name is Howard. His name is Howard, but his job isn't actually mentioned, is it? Uh, no. And uh, so Earl disappeared and left his overalls behind, and Allison calls Darkwing with, I guess it's the duck signal? The Darkwing signal. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a Batman riff. Yeah. Which bothers me because, again, where's Shush? Like, this should be Shush, and Darkwing's never used a duck signal. A Darkwing duck signal or whatever they whatever they don't they don't call it anything. They just right. it's Darkwing's face. And like uh, the silhouette of his face. Yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm not feeling it because Darkwing really isn't a Batman spoof, first of all. And 
I don't know. I just, it takes, Mayor Allison's starting to take me out of this comic. I'd rather her not be in it because it just, I, I have too many questions about why she's here. Oh, Mayor Allison has a question as well. Where is Darkwing Duck? Where is Darkwing? Uh, he is uh, out in the woods and we do get an entrance. I am I the am terror the that flaps in the night. Sorry to, sorry to step on your line, Stan. I will let you do no it. Go worries. ahead. Go ahead. No, you can, you do it. I am the rain that dampens the firewood, snuffing out the drying and dying embers of evil. That one's kind of wordy. Yeah. Not the best, but it's okay. It's, it's hard to come up with these things. Yeah. So where are they? They are in the wilderness of Transylvania. I was, I was about to be like, why? And, and at least they explain it. Yeah. Morgana's there visiting family, and they came to see her. How right. they got there when they don't have the Thunderquack is anyone's guess. I'm assuming they drove the family car there since they do have a family car. To Transylvania? I guess. Did they take the... Maybe they took, like, the, the, the wormhole in uh, Macabre Manor. <laughs> Possibly. How else would they get there? Um... Anyway, speaking now, of the Thunderquack. Well, before we mention that, we should talk about the elephant in the room, or should I say the wrong colored eyes in the room? Yeah, can you elaborate, please? So our good friend Jordan Ferber actually pointed this out. We missed this in issue two, because Goslin's eyes in the show and in all the other comics are green. And in issue one, they are green like they're supposed to be but issue two and this issue they are now blue oh someone should get fired for that blunder yeah <laughs> and there's a robot with them helping them pitch a tent and yeah i don't they don't explain where the robot is from only that drake mallard because remember he's not darkwing anymore is now an inventor yeah which is not something i thought he ever was I thought all of his tech came from Shush. Yeah. But apparently now he's an inventor. Okay, so speaking of the Thunderquack, it does show up. Yeah. And we see a character that we have never seen in any comic before. Yeah. Who is it? Malakalo Macabre is riding on the beak of the Thunderquack. In Hot Spells, he enters the episode on a on a broomstick. Why would he need to get around the Thunderquack? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so apparently Launchpad is now Malaculo's assistant, sidekick, what? Right? Yeah. Uh, the Launchpad's first line is, hey, is that UDW? Or, I mean, DM? It's going to take a while to get used to the whole Drake Mallard thing. Can you just call him Drake? I mean, he called him DW even when he wasn't DW on the show. Why would he have to change that? Yeah. But it's also, not the... It, and isn't that the smiling Launchpad uh, uh, clip art? I don't know, but it's another example of how he ne he needs to work on smiles. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, so Drake and Malaculo still don't like each other very much. They go at it very briefly. Yep. Um, there's a bit with Malaculo jumping off the Thunderquack, like, about to attack Drake. Doesn't seem very in character with him when on the show he would just snap his fingers and turn Darkwing into something. Very casually. Also, also, the one image of Drake right before the panel you're talking about looks to me like it's the the model sheet pose of Drake hunched over, just with the arms drawn in a different position and without the Darkwing attire. And that model sheet pose of Darkwing is what they currently use for Negaduck. Yeah. Yeah, that the face is exactly that drawing of Darkwing. So we're still getting the model sheet poses. Um, but not as much. No. So Moloculo wants Launchpad to get rid of the trespassers. And this is like Launchpad super, super out of character here. He picks up Drake and Goslin by the back of their shirts and starts to carry them away. That's not Launchpad, man. He wouldn't do that. No. I mean, he even tries to justify it. You know, when you gave up the superhero game, I needed a new sidekick gig. But Launchpad would not do that, especially not to Goslin. Right. Also, did you notice that the shot of the Thunderquack landing, when the cockpit opens, it's just one half yeah, the eye section instead of the whole canopy opening up like it's supposed like it's supposed to, it's just right. like one eye. The thunderquack opens up. Yeah, I noticed that. I think Carlos needs to watch more episodes of the show, man. Because <laughs> there are things that keep happening in this comic that don't happen on the show. <laughs> now, was Malaculo ever said to be actually evil or no? no? Malaculo okay, is not I'd... evil. I didn't think he was. No, he's not evil. Though Drake, though Drake sure claims he is. No. I mean, he was at war with the with the villagers in Monsters R Us, but everyone was acting like a bunch of children in that episode. And in the yeah. end, they put the in the end they get along, they put the differences aside. Moloculo opens the castle up to the villagers. And in hot spells, he's not evil at all. Beelzebub is evil. Right. So Moloculo is not evil, so he's been mischaracterized here. He's drawn really well, though. Oh, yeah. Superbly well. But then he disappears from the story. Um, yep. Drake and Goslin leave on their own. But and they don't fully leave the area. No. Um, they build a fire. Drake says they want to keep the werewolves at bay because they still want to see Morgana. Yeah. But then who shows up? A ghost. Yeah. I, I think they could have given another pass to this design because I can't quite explain what he's supposed to look like. Um, but yeah, it is a ghost. Goslin offers its s'mores. And, and then I we will get... say the this line is totally in character. It's not like a little sugar's going to kill him. He's already dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Drake goes all Ghostbuster. I, had, yep. I alluded to this before. Uh, he pulls out the gas gun, but it isn't the gas gun anymore. It's he basically he turned into a proton pack, basically. Yeah. And he goes to shoot the ghost with it. And he created this himself, apparently, because apparently now Drake is a super inventing genius. I right. call no way. 
but he shoots the ghost and ends up, instead of sucking the ghost into the proton pack, quote-unquote, he ends up sucking himself into the ghost. Yeah. Um, and then Morgana shows up, finally, because we knew she was going to show up. Yep. And this is when I think Amanda loves Morgana. Because the I know, I know. But the comic gets better from this point. Yeah. Like, I get the impression she really loves this character and wanted to do right by her. Yeah. I, I mean, I can definitely hear Taff Susie speaking all, all of her lines. I mean, for the love of Dev Ross, her first appearance is an entire one page spread. Yeah. And I haven't seen Eek and Squeak drawn this well since they were originally on the show. Yeah. They even remembered to put, um, I don't know which bat it is, eek or squeak, the tongue sticking out. Yeah. But you're right. I totally hear um, Kat Susie in her voice. Um, so she saves Drake. And she does yep. a little finger wiggle she does for her magic. So they, they're actually, they're, they're doing right by her so far. Even and, if they did do a sound effect that's called Morgazap. I know, it's dumb. And duck a split. Yeah, though we do get a name for the ghost. Apparently, it's cousin Jordy. Hmm. Well, Morgana has a big family, so they can make up. They can make up members of her family. That's fine. Yeah. So Drake has a proposal for her. She initially thinks it's you know a marriage proposal, but he's like, that's not that kind of proposal. So she so drops. She does so what? I was going to say, so then she drops him on the ground and he's like, well, it's not that kind of proposal either. <laughs> I thought this, I thought this comic was for kids. <laughs> well, I, I think what it was implying was that Drake was then maybe proposing to dump her. Mm, yeah. I'm just, I'm just joking though. Um, so yeah, his proposal was actually to come move in with them. And live a normal civilian life. And raise Goslin, which she's like, nobody asked me. It's not what Goslin wants. Someone should listen to Goslin. Um, Borgana says, sounds like fun. She wants to do it. As long as, okay, so she says, as long as you still wear the cape for me sometimes. It makes you look so handsome. It reminds me of uh, Mr. Plow when Marge wants Homer to wear the Mr. Plow coat, you know, for fun. Yeah. Um... That's a little adult. I'm glad at least this isn't like is they're, they're being a little edgy, which is fine by me. Because Drake says, get, I'm, uh, I'm, "Go ahead, go ahead." Drake says, "I'm sure that could be arranged with the hearts all over the place." And Good drawing too. Red eyes again. That's okay though, because at least it matches the expression. So they go home, and. Goslin asks what's for breakfast, and Morgana says goulash. Fine. That's fine by me because it's just a very typical ha-ha. It's a, it's a, a witch ghost kind of thing. They make goulash. It's a very typical joke. It's a pun. Um, yep. Eek and Squeak are helping her make it. But then they do the whole breakfast training course thing from Darkly Dawn's The Duck. Which I would be fine with if they were in the hideout. Right. But they're doing it in the kitchen of the house. The shout out is cool. The drawings are really, really good. 
The sound effects are the worst in this scene, though. Yeah, I know. Fork playing, knife doink, ball boing, spoon catch, gauze plop. Gauze plop, pan snatch, uber whoosh. Uh, it's it, it, they, they gotta lay off these sound effects, man. But the drawings yeah. themselves, especially of the gun shooting the cereal, are really, really good. Um, I yeah. just, I just kind of wish they had been more consistent and this wasn't happening in the house. But I feel like at this point, I'm being super nitpicky about it. I should just be happy they referenced it. Yeah, though this time there's no uh, fridge uh, being catapulted onto anybody. Well, that is, that's the thing, too. If you are going to reference that, why did you forget the whole milk thing? Yeah. That should have at least happened. But anyway, um, Morgana mentions a bake sale, and she's like, you know, who better than a world-class businesswoman? I kind of like that they're referencing that, that she used to be a businesswoman. It makes sense for her to do something like that. Um, actually, that's incredibly smart. Yeah. Like if Mor- if Morgana is going to be a quote unquote housewife, doing things like organizing bake sales is a really good use of her business background. That yep. is smart. That is very smart. Um, we have a very brief cameo by Archie. Goslin's like maybe someone who doesn't cook spiders. Archie pops out. He's like, Bleh. <laughs> and yeah. she's like, I would never. Archie's like family to me. I wish Besides- they would show him more, but. I'll take a little yeah. bit of them than none of them at all. Yeah. Besides, the cookies are apparently scorpion sting flavored anyway. You know Morgana's not going to make something that doesn't have some disgusting ingredient in it. Yeah. But so far, but Goslin, I will say, if you're going to make Morgana a full-time member of the family like this, it's still... This is how you use her. Yeah. I think... But, I think... I think... Like whatever combination of Silvani, Sparrow, or Brill in the Boom comics didn't quite figure out what to do with her, and that's why they got rid of her. But here, I feel like if this, if you need to do this with Morgana, this is how you do it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it, except for the fact that it pushes Launchpad out of the story. I feel like the, I feel like the, the, the choice. The only way to make this work is if you remove someone from the story and they chose to move Launchpad from the story. And not in the best way. That's what's still right. bothering me. That That's bothering me, like the whole Launchpad thing. Why couldn't he be there, you know? Anyway, um, who shows up? Well, Goslin is saved by, uh, by Honker at the door. Yep, I love how Honker's drawn. He's drawn very well. A little too yellow, yeah. though. Yeah, I... I thought he was a little too yellow as well. Aren't Goslin and Honker the same color? I think so. What I've always loved about Goslin and Honker is the adults are all, like, white-feathered, but Goslin and Honker have, like, slightly off-white feathers, kind of like a baby duck would. Yeah. I always liked that about them, but Honker, Honker's way too yellow here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm worried about his liver, man. Um... We get a call back to Justice Ducks. What does Morgana do? Well, Goslin almost forgets her lunch, which it's funny. The image on the lunchbox, I just realized we see again in a couple more uh, pages. And also Goslin here is drawn 
from one of the uh, model sheets, I think. Yes, 100%. Yeah, but she apparently Morgana forgot to pack a dessert and accidentally turns Honker into pudding. But she doesn't turn him back. No, she doesn't. Goslin just goes to school dragging pudding honker along with her. Yep, he'll never pass that math test now. Poor honker, that seems a little cruel. So anyway, so Drake and Morgan are alone in the house. And Drake shows her the Darkwing memento room. I gotta say, Silvani would have had so much fun with this drawing. Oh, yeah. Because there's nothing that references anything in this drawing. Like it's there's some paintings, a thunderquack toy, a cement a cement statue of Darkwing, a Darkwing head balloon. But uh there is one reference. Well, two s- references I can see. What do you see? Cuz behind Morgana there's a uh a couple figures. One looks a lot like a Funko Pop and the yeah. other one Seems to be a reference to when Darkwing bulked up. Could be. That might be what he'll look like if they put him in the Mirrorverse video game. Possibly. <laughs> Have you seen the Baloo action figure from the Mirrorverse? Yeah. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, it's this cool drawing, but I feel like they could have pushed it. Yeah. And then... um. So so Drake says, I was the terror that flapped in the night. And um, he mentions a few of his, you know, accomplishments. Uh, I put the just and justice ducks and also the is and also the duck. And there's a, a frame picture of the entire justice ducks fighting the fearsome five, which yep. is cool to see them all. Um, it's our first appearance of uh, Bushroot. Quacker, or not Quacker Jack, Liquidator and Negaduck in yes. this, as, as ne- well as uh, Stagmut and Neptunia. And Gizmoduck. And Gizmoduck, yeah. He goes, I was the hero who was brave enough to fight against a well-balanced diet. I really did fight a lot of vegetation, huh? And they show him now, pun- punching a broccoli stalk and fighting Bushroot. Now, this Bushroot image, that's the same image that's on that lunchbox. Yes, like hands down it's exactly the same and then um morgana points to another picture and goes and what about that one over there what is the last picture they're showing us dark warrior duck you have no idea how hard it is to have a portrait made from an alternate timeline okay i know it's a joke but i don't want to see dark warrior duck referenced in that way that's just me. Yeah. That's just me. Since, it, it since Drake, Drake never saw in this con, saw him in this continuity. The and only that, ones that would have seen him were Goslin, uh, Megavolt, and Quackerjack. And something tells me Goslin wouldn't have told her father about this. Probably not. Like I wouldn't tell my own parent, like, oh, this is what ha- this is what might happen if you think I died. Like, I feel like that opens a really strange can of worms that she wouldn't want to touch, you know? Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden, Drake gets really depressed. Like, now they're trying to sell it. He's not really happy. Yeah. Which, his emotions just turned on a dime just now. 
The drawings of him are great. This is exactly what I mean. They draw depressed Drake really well. Um, he because apparently now his job is helping the elementary school community garden. Um, so he puts on a, a suit jacket, kisses her goodbye, and says a very out of character line. He says, "See, we could be as normal as the Muddlefoot family." The Muddlefoots are not normal, and he would not say that. Right. Um, so he leaves the house, and then it says very soon after, Morgana gets a phone call. It's a skull phone. Um, apparently, she's making herself at home. Yeah. Okay, so I'm thinking this has to—see, like, the sh- issue one pushes cell phones and social media. But right now, Morgana is using a landline— and right next to the phone is a phone book. Yep. Make up your mind about the decade this show is setting, guys, please. Yeah. Uh, Morgana goes, hello, already? But he just left. And you can't get suspended as an adult volunteer, can you? So Drake's in trouble. And he's in the principal's office. And bravo! Goslin's principal was in one episode for two minutes, and they remembered her. Yeah. It's uh, Principal Farnsworth from Toys R Us. Um, so she's there, and she said, we like an essay on why untested inventions are not for school projects. And I Drake love is, uh, Drake's line here. I can't believe I have homework. I'm 35-ish. Because I'm trying to think. Class reunion was his 20th high school reunion. If he graduated high school when he was 18, let's say, he would be in his upper 30s, pushing 40 now. Yeah. Okay, 35-ish. I can see him not aging gracefully and deciding, you know what, I'm 35. That's it. Not getting older. Yeah. It seems like a very dark wing kind of thing. So as Drake and Morgana leave, vines, they don't notice it, vines are growing all over the school. And what is happening in the very last panel, Stan? The vines are wrapping everyone up, including our obligatory Pirate Steven cameo. Guys from Duck Talk, if you're listening, how did you manage this? (laughs) Like, how did you, what did you do... To convince Dynamite Comics to put Pirate Steve in every issue of this comics. And please tell us how we can do that, too. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing myself as a duck character in one of these issues. I mean, I know I'm being, like, brutally honest in my opinion. So I wouldn't, I'd imagine they wouldn't want to. But, you know, bravo on the Duck Talks, guys. Especially, especially Pirate Steve. Good for you. Yeah. Um, so let's wrap this up. Who's our villain? Pushroot. Yeah, who we don't see. We will obviously see him next issue because it says to be continued. I guess that means the theory that each issue features a member of the Fearsome Five is not correct. Yeah. We also know that the press release before these issues came out that mentions Dr. No Good from Double O Duck was not wrong because I saw a cover for either issue five or six and he's on it. Yep. So I don't think they're doing the entire Fearsome Five here. I, I just don't see it. 
Yeah, I'm I'm assuming Liquidator and Negaduck aren't going to appear in these ones. Or one of them will and one of them won't. I want to know what they're thinking with Dr. No Good, personally, because... Okay, <laughs> okay, why not? But, um... Let's see how that one plays out. Yeah. Let's see if it references Double O Duck or it's something entirely out of left field. We'll have to wait and see. But if this comic is only going to be six issues, we haven't heard anything about an extension yet. The next two issues, next well, next three issues, well, we know Bushroot's in issue four, so five and six will probably get pretty crazy. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's it with issue three. I wish this thing had a title, but... um. I will say I like this more than the first two issues. It starts off still very shaky. The Mayor Allison stuff bothers me. I hate what they're doing with Launchpad. And Moloculo is very mischaracterized. But the second Morgana shows up, the story gets on track. Uh, because they clearly love Morgana. It feels like Morgana. She talks like Morgana. The jokes are very Morgana. Um... It gets better as the story goes on. So, so far, I mean, I wish we could have had a little bit of Bushroot before this ended, but, you know, we need the five pages for other stuff in this comic. You know, plugging Gargoyles, plugging their 26 other covers, this other Scar comic they're doing. They're doing like a, a, a comic book based on Scar from The Lion King. So that gets plugged. Um, and, of course, the, the Gargoyles thing. And they actually reprinted issue one of the Disney comics, Darkwing Duck comic, the adaption of uh, Darkly Dawn's The Duck. That's advertised, too. That's out now if anybody wants to grab that from the local comic book store. I'm skipping yep. it, but you're getting it. Um, but in terms of grade out of five gas gun canisters, you know what? I want to be, like, super generous and go full three. Which right. is the highest I've done so far. Um, and that's above average. A three is an above average score. Um, it, for the first time, I'm actually looking forward to what might come next time. So that's good, right? Yeah. How about you? So I like this one, I think, a bit more than you did. You know, the sound effect things are still bugging me. You know, I know. though it was... It was just that one scene that went a little overboard with them. Like, without that, they wouldn't have bugged me quite as much this time. I mean, there's still the the uh, fact that they're not talking, you know, sometimes like they're talking with their mouths closed. The miscoloration of Goslin's eyes, you know, little oddball things that you're like, that's out of character. That, you know, doesn't work that way. Also, Goslin hasn't said her catchphrase at all in three issues. No King Gear, no uh, Cool Beans. Yeah, I know. But um, but she's acting you know, like herself, though. She's acting a lot more like herself. I was going to say the, the art in this one is a big step up. There's less reliance on the model sheet and episode poses. The story itself is pretty good, especially especially when Morgana shows up. You know, I can I can hear the characters' voices a lot better in this one. You know, there's a lot more jokes that land in this one. And overall, it keeps the energy up better. Right. And you know, I'll say, as much as I love the Boom comics, 
Morgana here, with the inclusion of Eakin Squeak and Archie and Moloculo, and a brand new family member they come up with, it feels more in line with how Morgana was treated in season two of the show. It it definitely feels a lot more like the show than what they did with her in Boom. Yeah. So that's a, that's pretty high praise coming from me. So I am much more excited for the next issue than I had been with these past two. In terms of a score, I'm wavering between a three and a half and a four. Okay, good for you. I'm going to say 3.75. Only one thing could kill the next issue if Bushroot is not characterized properly. Yeah. He's he's the deepest of the five five main villains, and if they don't do him right, that's going to hurt. Yeah. Especially coming off the last two issues of Joe Books, where they did him perfectly. Yeah. Like they have to make sure he's sympathetic, he's wimpy, he's want you know he wants companion. If he if he shows up like a cackling villain, like Megavolt and Quackerjack were with no depth, I will be seriously let down. Yeah. Because um, Bushroot is a very deep character, you gotta go. You gotta do right by him. So right. we'll see how it goes. Um, all right, so that's it with this issue. Next week, I don't know what we're doing. Um, I will be as surprised as you guys are with whatever we end up doing next. Um, so you know what? That's all I'll say as far as that goes. Uh, we are the Saint Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. Find us on all podcast apps and as well as YouTube. Um, Stan, you want to plug something tonight? Uh, sure, I'll plug my uh, YouTube channels, DMC Jedi Man and DMC Jedi Man Gaming. Awesome. And in terms of shout-outs, I want to give a shout-out to Jordan Ferber, for not only for helping me with the last episode, but also for catching the uh, mistake with Jocelyn's eyes. I'm glad Jordan came to our rescue or we wouldn't have an episode today. Uh, that was good. Um, episode, you know, last last Monday. Um yeah. And also, you know, guys, if you love uh, if you love Nintendo, go get your tickets for the Super Mario Brothers movie. I just bought ours. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I know it has nothing to do with Darkwing, but, you know, Mario's pretty awesome, isn't it? Um, yep. You plan to see it? I do. All right. Maybe we'll do some pre-talk about that once it comes out. We'll keep it spoiler yeah. free. We will keep it spoiler exactly. free. Hey. Yep. Super Mario World, which is my favorite Mario game, occupies the exact same headspace in my brain as Darkwing Duck, because it was the exact same year. Um, so they kind of go hand in hand for me. Um, anyway, until next week, everybody, have a uh, wonderful day and stay dangerous. Stay dangerous. Try not to get trapped inside any ghosts. Ugh. Good night, guys. <laughs>